Any and all views expressed on the devil and the details are entirely my own. While I am a member of the Church of Satan, I do not speak for the Church of Satan. Devil in the Details, the show where we talk about skepticism from a satanic perspective. I'm your host, the Satanic Skeptic. Recently, a friend, a fellow skeptic who has chosen to remain anonymous for the purposes of safety, brought to my attention the fact that the government of the Netherlands had just finished a commission investigating allegations of satanic ritual abuse. Now, the Satanic Panic was nearly 30 years ago. This was not the first investigation of its kind. In 1989, the Center for Inquiries Committee for the Scientific Examination of Religion published their report, Satanism in America, How the Devil Got Much More Than His Due, and in 1992, Special Advisory FBI Agent Kenneth Lanning released his Investigator's Guide to Allegations of Ritual Childhood Abuse. In each case, no evidence for the existence of devil-worshipping cults and their activity was found. That being the case, it would be easy to dismiss the Satanic Panic as a thing of the past, Largely, that was the case. The memory wars, that is, disputes over whether repressed or recovered memories of childhood abuse were legit, or whether they were false memories, continued to be waged in academic journals and in courtrooms. But the idea of Satanists lurking around every corner, kidnapping and abusing kids, had stopped being taken seriously. That is, until about 2015, when Pizzagate happened, and then shortly afterwards with the rise of QAnon. So, what brought this investigation about, and what ultimately was the Commission's conclusion? First, a disclaimer. To spare you all the misery of having to hear me try and pronounce the Dutch names of these organizations, I will merely be referring to them by their English names. I'd also like to take the time now to give a very special shout-out to Steph Wouters, who volunteered to translate the report summaries into English. I had reached out to the government requesting an official translation of the full report, but never heard back. So, as far as I know, Steph's work is currently the only translation of the report into the English language, and none of this would have been possible without his help. During the Satanic Panic, the Netherlands had its fair share of Satanic ritual abuse allegations. In 1993, the Ministry of Justice created an organization, Ritual Abuse Working Group, to research ritual abuse and make suggestions to improve reporting procedures. On page 39 of its 1994 report, the group concluded, There is no evidence, in the Netherlands or elsewhere, for the existence of ritual abuse other than the alleged victim's testimonies. The existence of the separate elements of the stories about ritual abuse has been documented in police investigations. The combination of these elements in the form of ritual abuse, as told in these stories, has not been sufficiently verified anywhere. According to former Dutch Minister of Justice Ferdinand Grapperhaus, in the past 20 years, the LEBZ, or Netherlands Expert Committee for Equivocal Sexual Abuse Allegations, had handled more than 900 cases. In approximately 25 cases, it concerned sexual offenses in which there were aspects of ritual abuse, and in those cases, forensic, tactical, digital, or other evidence was often missing or conflicted with the initial victim's statements. Despite this, in December of 2018, 
A public radio organization called Vipro Argos aired a one-hour documentary on a purported case of satanic ritual abuse, the story of Lisa. After the program aired, Argos journalists San Turligan and Hube Jaspers claimed that they had been inundated with emails from listeners. So, in 2019, they began a wider investigation in which they set up a website with a survey for victims of satanic ritual abuse to come forward and answer. Now, I'd like to point out that a huge problem with these kinds of self-selected surveys is that it's very difficult to vet the information given by the respondents. Even so, Vipro Argos, as I understand it from folks who are Dutch, has something of a reputation for being a, well, reputable source of information. They do good work, they're not a Fox News or an InfoWars kind of operation. On June 27, 2020, Argos aired the fourth episode of their series on satanic ritual abuse, Shard of Glass and Dark Rituals, in which Turligan and Jaspers claimed that over 200 people responded to their online questionnaire, with 140 of those having claimed abuse with ritual characteristics. The conclusion of Argos' investigation garnered enough attention that it prompted Parliament to ask a series of questions directed at Minister of Justice Grapperhaus. In response to the question, do you share the view that new research is needed into the nature and extent of ritual abuse in the Netherlands, Grapperhaus said, In view of the course of the small number of criminal investigations in the recent years, I see no need to initiate such an investigation now. That was a big mistake. Grapperhaus's response pissed people off. Given the larger context of what he said, it's clear he wasn't dismissing the problem of child abuse. What he was saying was that the kind of sensational, bizarre cases that Vipro Argos was talking about on their specials represented a much smaller number of all reported cases that he didn't believe any special kind of investigation was warranted. Now, it could be the case, of course, that something of a silent and silent epidemic of satanic ritual abuse was going on and not being reported, but to spend the time, the money, and the resources on such an investigation, if you wanted to be thorough and have it done right, you really have to have a good reason to justify it. Or, if you're the members of the House of Parliament, you just object really loudly. Michael von Nispen of the Netherlands for the Socialist Party said he was disappointed in the minister's answer. If investigative journalists receive such intense reports, then I do not understand why this is not being investigated further. Acha Kukin of the Labour Party added, There are so many signs of ritual abuse and, for example, exorcisms in children. The number of reports says nothing about what abuse actually takes place. However, the signals we have nor are so disturbing and shocking that I really think it is necessary that there is an investigation. On October 13th, the House of Parliament unanimously passed a motion requiring independent research into the occurrence and nature of organized sadistic abuse, as they called it. Minister of Justice Grapperhaus asked the Center for Scientific Research and Documentation to conduct the investigation. However, on March 3rd, 2021, the WODC withdrew from the investigation, citing that it had come to the conclusion that the research cannot be conducted in a methodologically sound manner, and that the results will therefore be of insufficient scientific quality. Specifically, the WODC brought up the problem that, even if you can demonstrate that people are survivors of sexual sadistic abuse, it is still impossible for the WODC to demonstrate that they are organized. That's a really good point that's come up time and time again in the course of investigating satanic ritual abuse. It's a point that Ken Lanning made in his 1992 report. 
even in those rare cases where child abuse is demonstrated to have occurred beyond a shadow of a doubt, and there also happens to be a religious or ritual element to it, and notice I said religious, because as we all know, and if you don't know, you can just go ask a Catholic priest, abuse can be religiously motivated or occur with the trappings of religion and not necessarily be related to the occult. Even in those rare cases, there has never, ever, not once, been any evidence to suggest that the perpetrators were part of some kind of organized network. For sure, organized networks of child abusers do exist. People who trade in child pornography exist. And in rare cases, sick, perverted, mentally ill freaks who ritualistically abuse children exist. But you don't see them overlapping. Following the WODC's return of the investigation back to the Minister of Justice, Grapper House appointed a commission led by Jan Hendricks, professor of criminology from the Vrije University in Amsterdam, and associate professor Anne-Marie Slotboom, to lead the investigation. Naturally, conspiracy theorists and QAnon followers accused both Hendricks and Slotboom of being part of the conspiracy. What's really interesting is that, as the Hendricks Commission began its investigation, according to a uh, member of the Dutch Skeptical Foundation Skepsis, uh, Pep Pepij von Erp, I'm very terribly sorry for butchering your name, I'm sure, Turligan was instructed not to pursue any further leads. In a YouTube video at the International Journalism Festival, Turlingen mentioned how they, being QAnon, picked it up online and started to use it to say that the complete government are pedophiles, and they used our radio documentary to ask for evidence of that claim, and also said, We also had a lot of backlash from scientists and others reporting on recovered memories who said these stories were all made up during therapy and that I was a believer and not a good journalist. Which was possibly indicating that she was asked to cease her investigation in response to the negative attention that it brought to Vipro Argos. After a year of investigation, in December of 2022, Jan Hendricks returned in his committee's report to the current Minister of Justice, Dylan Yeselgov Zagirius. According to the Netherlands Post English, Hendricks mentioned in the foreword to the report that the committee almost immediately began to receive threats from the public, and that some disguised threats were also made against committee members and members of the royal house, former ministers and individuals who played an important role in the fight against COVID-19 were named as perpetrators. They were said to belong to the satanic pedophile elite. I mention this to highlight the very real dangers that skeptics of satanic ritual abuse and recovered repressed memories face. Believers and their supporters like to portray themselves as the victims of cruel, incredulous scientists, when nothing could be farther from the truth. It is the skeptics who face the threat of physical violence and retaliation for their perceived insensitivity, or at worst, involvement in the conspiracy. I might also ask the question, if these devil worshippers were real, why aren't they coming out to threaten the victims into silence? Don't get me wrong, plenty of victims have claimed they were being threatened into keeping quiet, but none of them have turned up dead. I mean, if these cults were real, and they were really so powerful and so well-connected that they can commit these crimes and never leave a trace of forensic evidence, why can't they make a single whistleblower disappear? They're sort of like God that way. They're invisible, they're all-powerful and all-knowing, but there's zero evidence of their existence or their handiwork except for the fanatical belief of some folks have that they're real. So what did the Hendricks Commission find? 
In one of the many summaries of the report, the committee brought up concerns which have long been complicating factors in the investigation of ritual abuse allegations, namely that, in the majority of the analyzed cases, the LABZ sees problems in the history of the reports. Things like influencing of the victim by therapists, confidence or familiars when revealing the abuse, and the incremental growth of the severity of the claims over time. In the investigation of these cases, compelling evidence was never found. Additional problems were uncovered in reaching out to various organizations involved in aiding victims of sexual violence. Specifically, the Commission commented on the inadequacy of current systems in place for reporting abuse in regard to the details of abuse. Of those organizations approached, the Interest Organization Foundation Abused explicitly confirms that they have frequently received such claims in the past year, whereas other organizations formed as a result of previous government formal committees, such abuse did not emerge. The now-defunct hotline, Cult Signal, received some reports of ritualistic abuse of adults, and the hotline, Report Crime Anonymously, also received some reports, but for whatever reason, these were not transferred to the police. While there are certainly problems in reporting allegations of satanic ritual abuse, based on what reports do exist, such reports represent a minor subset of child abuse allegations and not a widespread epidemic. Historically, forensic evidence of ritual abuse has been questionable or non-existent. Despite allegations of ritual abuse being filmed and distributed as pornography, including the more recent case in Glasgow, no video evidence has ever been produced. According to the Hendricks Commission, the police, the DA, and the National Reporter on Human Trafficking and Sexual Violence Against Children, all indicate that they have encountered videographic material of sadistic abuse of minors, but have not seen ritualistic or satanic aspects. Private institutions and individuals like the EOKM, the Child Protection Research Center, lawyers, vice lawyers, and journalists of RTL News, Pointer, and Bellingcat all indicate to have never come across ritualistic or satanic abuse, but have seen plenty of sadistic abuse. The committee did, however, mention that alternate explanations for the presumed non-existence of video evidence might be that any such material isn't shared outside of the network for fear of getting caught. Or, it may also be the case that, while the sexual abuse of minors may be filmed and distributed by cults, abuse with ritual tableau may not be. That said, of those networks producing and distributing child pornography which have been raided by authorities, no evidence of ritual abuse filmed or not, has been uncovered. So what was the ultimate conclusion of the commission? Perhaps not unsurprisingly that, while it is undisputed that organized forms of child abuse do exist, regardless of whether victim stories are true in full, it is likely that they are victims of intrusive and traumatizing experiences. Ultimately, there is no evidence of organized abuse with ritualistic features. Overall, victims are the only primary source reporting this type of abuse and no support for its existence is found from other sources. Once again, we're faced with people, therapists, psychiatrists, social workers, and their patients, claiming that devil-worshipping cults are real and are hurting people, but the only evidence for these cults is the victim's own testimony. It's a situation that's analogous to the witch trials. Satanic ritual abuse is as unproven a concept as malefice. The satanic cultist... The devil worshipper is as imaginary a boogeyman as the Puritan's witch. 
None of this is to say that these victims might not sincerely believe that they've been hurt. And of course, you can't prove that their memories of ritual abuse are false memories. But at some point, one must ask the question, when is enough enough? Absence of evidence may not mean evidence of absence, but at some point, given enough absence, the reasonable conclusion is that something, whether it be aliens, Bigfoot, or devil-worshipping cults, probably doesn't exist. You can stay up all night, year after year, waiting to see Santa Claus, but after so many Christmas Eves of disappointment, the logical conclusion is that Santa just might not exist. If you like this episode and want to hear more, you can check out The Devil in the Details on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Podcast, manifest this episode into your podcast app of choice. Folks, there is so much bullshit out there. Just this morning, I was working on the newsletter for the Center for Inquiry, The Morning Heresy. Yeah, that's right. A Satanist writes a newsletter called The Morning Heresy. And I read a story about a Hindu man, formerly an exorcist, who was murdered. He was called out to this village late Monday night and killed with an axe, and the police believe his murder to be related to his exorcist activities. Nearly every week I find some story about someone being killed related to exorcism or demonic possession, and every time I shake my head and I say to myself, you can always trust in crazy. There will never be a shortage of terrible stories like that to cover, because you can always trust in crazy. So, if you want to join the fight against misinformation and pseudoscience, and if you're listening to this podcast, you really should, I'd like to make a few suggestions. First, consider donating to the Advocacy for Alleged Witches group led by Leo Igwe. You'll be helping support advocacy and assistance for victims of witchcraft persecution in Africa. You can donate through the PayPal account of Humanists International in the UK. You only need to instruct that it be sent to the Advocacy for Alleged Witches. Second, please consider donating to the Center for Inquiry, the parent organization for the magazine I write for, Skeptical Inquirer. You'll be supporting me by proxy. For just $5 a month, you can get advanced invitations to events hosted by the Center for Inquiry, pre-sale tickets and special discounts, and you'll receive the quarterly newsletter, Free Thought and Action. If you can spare $10 a month, like me, you'll get all of the above, plus, plus, both a digital and print subscription to either magazine of your choice, Free Inquiry, the magazine for humanism, atheism, and all those living without religion, or Skeptical Inquirer, the magazine that I write for, which is committed to science, skepticism, and investigation. If you have any questions or would like to shoot me a line, you can reach me on Facebook at The Devil in the Details. My handle is Satanic Skeptic. Maybe consider subscribing to the podcast, liking the Facebook page. You can also check out the articles that I write for Skeptical Inquirer at skepticalinquirer.org or for more pop culture-related skepticism at aiptcomics.com. Until then... The devil of doubt calls forth mankind to challenge all things, question all things. May the Luciferian light of reason guide you on your way ever forward. Hail science. Hail reason. Hail Satan.